Thank you for tuning in to The Trisha Goyer Show. I'm sharing my heart and answering questions about faith, writing, homeschool, big family living, and so much more. I'll also be digging deep into meaningful conversations with other authors, speakers, moms, and God lovers. I'm your host, Trisha Goyer, wife to John, mom of 10, author of over 80 books, speaker, homeschooler, avid reader, and mega nap taker. I'm so glad you're here. of a special task force assigned to catch a serial killer targeting military families. Only he needs Ava Jackson's help to do so. When the killer turns aside on Ava, the investigation turns into a fight to survive. Best-selling author Lynette Easton's newest novel starts with a bang as secrets are revealed and the guilty are brought to justice. Purchase your copy of Hostile Intent wherever books are sold. Well, friends, does something seem a little bit different? Yes, we are changing things up. Well, I should say I am changing things up. Now, all the time, people ask me lots of questions, and I haven't been doing a very good job of answering them. Things about writing, about how I do it all, about homeschooling, and it's so easy to talk to other guests, but really my heart is turning back to giving my listeners what they have been asking for. So with this new format, I'm going to be taking questions from listeners and expounding on the answers. I'm going to share the things that people really want to know from me. Now, if you have a question, you can email them to hello at trishagoyer.com and I'm going to be going through them but today I am starting with the number one question that I get all the time no matter where I go and that is how do you do it all so people watch me mostly from afar and they shake their heads they don't understand it I'll admit the numbers can seem overwhelming I've written over 80 books um, that's fiction and nonfiction, books for teens, books for kids. I have 10 kids from the ages of 31 all the way down to 10. And I have grandkids and I've homeschooled for over 25 years. I mentioned I have a 31-year-old. He graduated quite a while ago and I still have a 10-year-old at home. So I am in the middle of it. I am in the thick of it. So I'm with you folks. If you're looking at all those things, the numbers and the math doesn't seem to add up. So here is the specific question. This is from my friend Mackie. She asks, I want to know each part of your daily schedule and how you always get so much done. It's truly superhuman. Um, so I will talk a little bit more about the schedule, but I'm going to give you an overview for right now. So first, let me debunk the myth. I'm not a superwoman, and that's good news because you don't have to be either, or 
a Superman if there's some guys listening in. What it comes down to is one simple thing. And I've discovered that I get to choose what's most important. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to repeat that. I get to choose what's most important. So when it comes to everything in my life, I take decision making seriously. I decide what gets done in the day and what doesn't. And those decisions over time add up. They add up to more time for the things that I really want to do. They add up to freedom. They add up to peace and to joy too. So it seems like this is so simple, but I get to decide if I'm going to do laundry today or I'm going to wait till Saturday if I'm going to sit down and jot down notes for that article, even if I only have 15 minutes before I have to take one of my kids to an appointment. I will decide if we're going to have an easy dinner so I can have a little bit more time writing or if I'm, I'm going to spend more time with my kids going on an outing. Now, I have hesitated in sharing this message because, again, it seems so simple and also because everybody's life and situation is different. Also, to be truthful, it's easy for me to talk about other people's insights and ideas, but then I have a hard time talking about my own because I mentioned I'm not superwoman. I don't always get it right. There's times I place priorities on the wrong things. There's times I do feel overwhelmed. There's times where I feel like this laundry will never be done. But what I've learned that those daily decisions over time really matter. And what it comes down to is choosing what's most important to me and what's not as important. Let me give you some examples. I get asked all the time to participate in this project or this event to help this person out to speak at this certain convention. And with each choice, I have to think if I do this, what will I not be doing? And so it really comes down to me looking at everything. Am I doing this because it's something that I feel God is really leading me to? Is it, am I doing this because I'll feel guilty if I say no? Am I doing this because I'm worried that someone's going to be upset at me? Um, I really have to think about my motives when I come to making those decisions. And so there's some things I've decided. First of all, my kids do chores. Um, I want them to learn how to do chores, how to learn how to help take care of a house. But I also know that our house will not be perfectly clean. Um, if you come over on any given day, there's going to be probably shoes by the front door. It's probably going to need a good sweeping. <laughs> there's going to be a pile or two in front of the washing machine, probably some dishes in the sink. And instead of being so stressed out that the house isn't perfectly clean all the time, I've decided I'm okay with that. We have kids in the house. We have a big family. I'm okay with the messes. Now, I don't want to live in a pigsty, but just that decision that I'm not going to worry if the house isn't perfectly clean every day has given me a lot of freedom. It's given me freedom to be able to choose to sit down and, again, work a little longer on the book project or um, call a friend instead of always feeling like I have to have it perfectly clean all the time. So it's really decisions like that that makes all the difference. Um, so going back to how do I do it all? Know that I haven't 
always got it right. So even in the decision making, um, knowing that I get to choose also means that sometimes I don't make the right choice. There's been seasons where I've been traveling too much and I've had to pull back. Um, there's been seasons where I felt felt completely overwhelmed with homeschooling the kids and I have to pull back and remember the bigger picture, that we're all here together, that I'm able to teach them about God and we're able to learn and grow and try to bring fun back into the homeschool um, with all of us. But when I do have those decisions, I think about the end goals. So my end goal is, yes, I want to share speaking at conferences and events, but also the end goal is I want time with my kids. And that's where the balance comes in. Also, one of my goals is having dinner on the table most nights by 6 p.m. That means our kids are not going to be signed up for a lot of activities. Um, That means that I will wrap up my work so I can make sure and have time to make dinner and have that time with the family. And just having certain goals in my day will really make a big difference. Now, Mackie asked specifically about a schedule. And one thing that has really helped me is to have blocks of time for certain things. And I've found that my kids really love routine. They love knowing what to expect. Last night I had a meeting. It was a homeschool co-op meeting. And I'm usually here in the evenings. Every single one of my kids, where are you going? Where are you going? What's going on? Because it was unexpected. That's not something usually that happens um, on, on that certain evening. But when I have blocks of time, I plan that these are the certain things that I'm going to focus on this certain thing during this time. For example, when I first wake up, I usually wake up maybe 5.30 or 6. I have quiet time with God. And that's when I have a devotional book. I have my Bible. I have a journal. And it really just helps my mind and my heart to get centered on him. And that block of time helps set up the rest of the day. I then usually have more time to write. So after I have some devotional time, I'll think about a book that I'm writing. I might work on that a little bit. Um, If I'm writing a magazine article, I might jot down notes or research something. Um, I will take those times before it's time to get the kids up, before my husband gets up to get a little bit of writing done. And then the day starts. I go in, I take a shower, get up, and my kids start getting up for the day. And The next block of time that I really focus on is that homeschool piece. Because we homeschool our kids, I will not do anything else during that time. When is the last time you read young adult fiction? Now, I recently just finished Death by Kara Swanson, and I literally was blown away. Now, it was vibrant, it was memorizing, and I have to say, I was so impressed. Now, the story is the truth about Neverland, told with a different twist. Claire Kenton believes the world is too dark for magic to be real since her twin brother was stolen away as a child. Now, Claire's desperate search points to London and a boy who shouldn't exist. Now, I found myself so caught up in this retelling of Peter Pan, and even if you don't read young adult fiction like me, I think you're really going to love it.
So I think one of the things that is so hard is instead of having blocks of time, we try to do it all at once. Um, maybe trying to homeschool and answer text messages or emails doesn't help at all. It makes everyone frustrated. So during that block of time, from about 9.30 until about 12.30, I'm focused on my kids. We're reading out loud. We're doing Bible study together. I'm helping them with their math and their language. And so they know that during that time, they have mom's complete attention. I'm not focused on different things at different times, uh, trying to answer emails, trying to take calls. That is their time. And because I give my kids that block of time, they feel like their love tank is filled up. I've read stories to them. We've done projects together. It's not always fun. <laughs> like they don't love math. They don't love grammar, spelling, all these things. But because I spent that time with them, they get filled up. They know that I'm dedicated to them, that I care for them. And then usually we have lunch. You know, everyone loves to do their own little thing. I don't worry about making a big lunch for everybody. And then in the afternoon, that's really when I get my writing done. So I will record podcasts. I will be on someone else's podcast. I will work on projects. I will answer emails. I will set appointments in the afternoon hours. And then around 4.30, I start shutting down, making dinner. And then by six o'clock, when my husband um, gets off of work and he works from home, so he literally walks downstairs, we have dinner together. And then in the evening, we might go on a family walk, watch a show together. And I've discovered because I have, you know, had those times with homeschooling and have that time around dinner, they don't mind if I'm answering emails as we are watching some kids program together as a family. And it seems super simple, but that is my schedule. It's just those blocks of time that I focus on what's most important. Um, it's a schedule that works for me. We do grocery shopping usually on the weekends, and I try not to do a lot of errands during the week. It's very rare. Um, usually if I could save something for the weekend or an afternoon, I'll get get done writing a little bit early and go do some errands. But those errands take so much time when you're spending you know, 20 minutes driving and then going to the store, um, then 20 minutes home, that's time that I could have been working on something or homeschooling my kids. So I really focus on doing my big chunks of time during the week. And then maybe in the afternoon or on the weekends, that's when the, the grocery shopping gets done. That's when other things get done. Now throughout our day, my kids also have chores. So we're working on things. And again, remember, I'm not superwoman. I have someone that comes and cleans my house once a week. So she does all the deep cleaning, which I'm so thankful for. And I have more time to focus. So I'd rather, you know, write a couple extra things during the month that I get paid for the, to pay my house cleaner. I'm sharing all this, first of all, because people ask all the time how I do it all. But also, I think that each of you can look at your schedule and figure out what are my priorities? Maybe what are things during the week that I'm focusing on that I shouldn't be focusing on? And then think about how you can cut up your day into big blocks of time that will help you do certain things, get your work done, focus on your kids, um, get your meals done, that will give you a feeling of accomplishment because you know I've focused on this, this is what I'm able to get done, and then you can move on to the next thing. So when we're homes done homeschooling, we're done homeschooling. When I'm done writing for the day, I'm done writing for the day, and I can feel like that's done and I can move on to the next thing. 
Now, Philippians 3.14 says, I press on toward the goal to win the heavenly prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And often I will ask myself, how am I seeking that heavenly prize? I will think about, am I giving my kids the focus that they need, the time with studying the Bible, the time of mentoring them. I will think about my readers and what I am sharing, what I'm choosing to write about. And I will think about, am I focused on that upward call and that heavenly prize? And so all this, I'm just going to wrap it up in one word, and that is win. It is really having wisdom on what's important to you. It's having intentionality uh, and focusing focusing and being intentional about the things that you allow into your day and then choosing that next step that you want to take. Um, Not getting so distracted by all the things out there that you miss the most important thing. So again, when wisdom, intentionality, and the next step, W-I-N, wisdom, intentionality, and next step. And I really encourage you to think about those things in your life. Think about how you can choose what's most important, how you can focus on those things, and the next steps that you can take to make your days more ordered. Now, I'll be talking about more about this in upcoming episodes, but I just want to welcome you to the new format and the Trisha Goyer Show. And again, if you have questions, feel free to email them to hello at trishagoyer.com, and I would love to answer them. What is the worth of a soul to Christ? Is it the same now as it was 2,000 years ago? In Pillars of Barabbas, author M.D. House shows how the times of the early Christian church differ little from our own, including the treacherous moral and political waters Christ's saints have always had to navigate with Christ's abiding help. Order this powerful testimonial, Pillars of Barabbas, on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and fill the inspiring legacy left to us by those faithful followers of the Savior, Jesus Christ. For tuning in to the Trisha Goyer Show. I hope you received help and inspiration. That's what I'm here for. Now remember, if you would like to submit a question, email it to hello at trishagoyer.com and I can't wait until we connect again. <music>